what is up? Spotify, wherever you're listening. My name is Kim King. This is the Intersection Podcast, episode nine. We're cruising. Uh, tonight, I have three questions submitted by Fred from New Hampshire. I think these questions are really well thought out, and I'm going to explain them in just a minute. But as you know, three questions podcast, three questions, five minutes each. I do a little bit of research. If I am totally unsure of the question, I do not know everything. Eventually, I will have guests coming onto the podcast to answer these questions themselves, questions I may pose for them, questions they may pose to answer for themselves. I just found a sponsor for the next 50 podcasts up until episode 50, that is, so that's pretty exciting. And I hope you're gaining value, sight, uh, wisdom from these podcasts, some of the things that I say. CK Collective, as many of you know and listen to, is a marketing and advertising company that has turned into a hybrid consulting company. And a lot of my personalized sessions are with small business owners, entrepreneurs. This podcast is really for them. A lot of my YouTube channels also for them, things that I've learned, things that I wish to pass on um, and hopefully sort of uh, uh, continue to empower people across, across their own journeys. So what I'll say here for episode nine is I want to get right into these questions. I will do more of the promo stuff afterwards. Um, again, you can submit questions at three questions, podcast at gmail.com or going on to ckcollective.co. That is Charlie Kilo collective.co. Uh, and you can find three questions podcast up on the tab in the hamburger if you're on mobile. So let's get into it. Question number one. Question number one, Jim Rohn used to say that you should be a two-quarter person. Is this still relevant today? So if you don't know who Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, is Jim Rohn was a fantastic speaker. Uh, He also goes along the lines of Zig Ziglar, all precursors to Tony Robbins as well. These guys were really legends. They were, I think they were the OGs of sort of the personal growth or the mindset or the the building a better business thing. And so much of their wisdom is just timeless. Like you, you can go back and listen to all of these guys' um, audible clips. I think both of them have passed away now. I'm not sure. I'm sorry if they have, rest in peace. But what I will say is these guys threw out timeless wisdom that you can go back to and listen over and over and over again. I had to look this one up, but being a two core person essentially means that you are not being a cheap person. And it stems from a story where this guy was going and getting his shoes shoes shined back in the day. And he only tipped the guy who shined his shoes did such a good job, but the guy getting his shoes shined only tipped him one quarter. And he asked his friend if he should have tipped him two quarters And it sort of ate at him all day. And it turned into this thing of him not being a cheap person anymore, him giving freely and abundantly to the people that produce good work. You essentially purchasing things that are are of high quality. You know what you're getting for because you're, you're paying a premium for that thing. You're not overpaying. You're paying for a higher quality item. Okay. The same way that you would pay for a Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce instead of maybe a Daewoo. Okay. You get what you pay for has been a mantra of mine for a long time. This is something that my father instilled in me as well. He said, if you're you're going to be a cheap bastard, you're going to pay for things twice and you're going to end up paying more than you originally would have if you just spent money, if you spent money on quality items the first time. And I think when Jim Rohn says that you should be a two-quarter person, it means not that you should overpay for things, but you should always pay for things that are worth 
that level of quality. And if that doesn't ring true in your life or any part of your life, send me a message because I have never found an opportunity or come across an experience where that has just not been the case. I think being a two-quarter person means you know what you are buying and are willing to pay a premium for it because it is one of the best. And it also means being the best, okay? It doesn't mean half-assing it. It doesn't mean charging less for your services when you know your services are good, when you're putting yourself in there. And I think to answer the full question, is this still relevant today? Absolutely. Unfortunately, we live in a world where you can buy anything, anytime, right? There's always a price for having low quality items. There's cheap knockoffs. You can buy uh, cheap knockoff Air Jordans on eBay for a fraction of the price. You can buy cheap stuff that looks like it's a real thing from China for a fraction of the price. And I think when we stick to our standards, we stick to our guns and we know that we want something, it is always better to buy quality and be a better quality item or produce a better quality service in order to get that same sort of return. I think that's what Fred is getting at here. And I don't really have much else to say other than you should be a two-quarter person. You should look up what a two-quarter person is, and you should most definitely continue to listen and learn from Jim Rohn, one of the OG guys out there. Okay. That's it for the first question. I'm going to jump into the second one here. Second question is, what things should an adult beginner understand when starting something they have not attempted before? I'm going to read that again. What things should an adult beginner understand when they are starting something they have not attempted before? Man, I just recorded YouTube content about this. I haven't edited the video or uploaded it, but I literally recorded a video on why it's awesome to suck at something new, okay? Sucking at something new stinks. It hurts. It's painful. It's embarrassing. It's a death to your ego. And I think whether you're an adult who wants to start jiu-jitsu or whether you are in your late 20s, early 20s, late 30s, early 40s, and you have an idea, a side project, or you want to start CrossFit for the first time, or you're really keen on starting this business, or you want to get into real estate, but you're afraid, the fear of failure is huge. And it's something that we all have. Okay. And I want you to understand these two things. There's one thing called the fear of failure. Okay. Which is you stopping yourself before you even get started. Okay. And then even worse, there is something called the fear of success. Okay. Which most people don't really acknowledge. Most people actually stop doing something before they start because they're more fear of being successful rather than failing. We deal with failure in our lives, regardless of whether we start something or not. Okay. Stuff is not always going to work out. I have never met someone where everything has always worked out. Again, if you know that kind of person or you are that kind of person, awesome. Send them my way. I would love to have a great talk with them. Get them on the podcast. But for most people, we experience failure regardless across life. 99.9% of relationships always end. Okay. 100% of relationships always end. 99% of them usually don't work out for forever. Okay. Failure is going to happen in business, in life, and in, in, in you should not stop yourself ever, ever, ever from trying. Because if you can adopt the mentality of I never lose, I either win or I learn, then you're always, always creating forward momentum, forward progress. You're always learning. Okay. The question that most people don't ask themselves enough, in my opinion, is what if this all works out? What if I succeed? What if I make a bunch of money? What if this does bring me happiness? What if this business does grow? Okay. What if this podcast does take off? Okay. Most people stop themselves because they're so afraid of actually being successful 
that it scares them from starting in the first place. Okay. They don't want to run a marathon because what if they actually do it? Right. Then their entire identity and belief system gets shattered. And now you can't use that as an excuse. Okay. David Goggins is really big on this. He, he, in his book, he talks about something called a governor. It's the same way that we have these governor systems in our cars that stop us from going too fast. We have a governor type system in our brain that works. I'm not going to get into the neuroscience of this tonight in the anatomy and physiology, but it essentially works the same way. When your brain starts to go outside of its little comfort zone, your brain goes, Hey, uh, this is weird. Like, let's go back. Hey, I don't like this. It's a little dark here. Hey, we're moving a little bit too fast. Hey, things are working out a little bit too fast. This is outside of our normal. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's self-sabotage, yada, yada, yada. Okay. You have got to actively shut that part of your brain off. If you are going to do something that you have never attempted before, you are going to experience ego death day after day, night after night. I remember when I first started jujitsu, it was about six to eight months of me just getting my shit pushed in every single night. I had a black eye like I do tonight. And I was just, I would go home, I would get in the car, be all sweaty, I'd be sore. I was getting choked. I had like rope burn around my neck. Okay. I couldn't like make a fist because my fingers hurt so bad. I was exhausted. And man, I remember some nights I just was like, just tears would squeak out because I would just be like, damn, I am literally paying to get beat up. Okay. And then, and then, and then, and then the breakthrough happens, right? Where something clicks or you get your first submission or you get your first client. Okay. Or somebody walks through the door for the first time, or you see that somebody subscribed to your YouTube channel or somebody purchases an ebook or something off of your website, whatever it is. Okay. Somebody, some stranger emails you, thanks you for changing their lives, whatever it is, that is a win. And I will say what things should an adult quote beginner understand when they are starting something they have not attempted before is do not be afraid of failure. Do not be afraid of success, but your mission should be to learn and it should be to not only change your life, but hopefully the lives of somebody else and those around you. That is it. Okay. I'm all out of time for this question, but I hope I answer that question, Fred. So I'm going to jump to last question. Question number three. Here we go. Some people say that if you are not planning on being the best at something, you shouldn't even try. Do you agree or disagree? I'm going to read that again. Some people say that if you are not planning on being the best at something, you should not even try. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, very interesting question here. So I will answer it by relating to a book that I just finished. Seth Godin has a book called The Dip. And if you have not read this book, it is a short read. You can read it in an afternoon. Okay. And The Dip is all about answering this question. Okay. And Seth Godin really kind of highlights the fact that really successful people will quit early if they know they can't be the best at something. Okay. They are excellent quitters because they quit early and they quit often. Okay. The dip is essentially where you are succeeding. You're going higher and higher. And then inevitably at some point you are going to go onto a downturn and that downturn does have an upturn, but it is something that you have to work through it. Okay. And this book is all about deciding if that dip is something that you are willing to work through or not. And if you are willing to work through that dip, then you damn well better be the best at it when you come out. Okay. That is how Seth Godin relates his book, The Dip. Please add it to your reading list. It is a short one. It is essential. And I think that if you are not planning on being the best at something, you shouldn't even try. I would disagree with that simply because you may learn. 
Okay. When you are doing something for the first time, this is relating back to the earlier question. When you are doing something for the first time, you should not expect yourself to be the best at it. I'm sorry. Even if you're starting out, even if you're like, I'm going to be the best damn thing at this more often than not, you are going to learn from that first business, from that first failure. Okay. From that first competition, from that first market that you enter. Okay. Maybe the second or the third or the fourth thing that you build will be the best. Okay. But on an individual basis, I disagree with this. Some people say, if you're not planning on being the best at something, you shouldn't even try. No, there's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. There are always people to meet. There are always stops along the journey that you will take with you for the rest of your life. Same way with a job. If you're newly out of college and you are working at a job that you hate, you still get to take your network, the people you meet there. You still get to take all of the lessons and the time and the activities and the skills that you may have acquired while doing that job. Nobody can take those things away from you, okay? You are not going to be the best at something when you are doing it maybe for the first time, okay? I personally started doing something last spring for the first time, something that I have never, ever done in my 32, 33 years on the planet so far. And I will say, I was deeply uncomfortable. I'm still in it. I am in the dip. And what I'll say is, am I the best? No, absolutely not. Okay. Could I be the best at some point? Yes, I will be one of the best. I will continue to work at this until somebody tells me that I should no longer work at this. Okay. I will do this thing until somebody forces me to quit. Okay. And that is not being hard nosed. That is me trying to learn as much as I can and trying to do the best that I can. And there's a very different, there's a very, very big difference that I want you to understand between doing your best and being the best. Okay. Doing your best is an individual thing. And you know, when you've given something hundred percent, being the best is anointed onto you from someone or some, a group of other people. They say that guy's the best. Okay. And even if you are the best, it doesn't mean you take your foot off the gas. It means you continue to innovate. You continue to learn, not necessarily watching your customers or excuse me, not necessarily watching your, your competitors, but focusing on how you can continue to provide value. And that's what being the best means to me. Being the best means you provide the most value. It is the most efficient for you. It is the most efficient for your customers, your consumers, whoever you are working with. And I think that there's always something to learn. And if you become the best by doing your best, that is a byproduct of your effort and the amount of value that you can bring to something. That is what I will agree with. Okay. And I'll try to say that again in lesser terms. When you do, when you give your best, and you do your best, that is when you become the best in the marketplace for your consumers. That means you provide the most value. Okay. I hope this really makes sense for you guys. Uh, that's it for that question. Sorry, there's helicopters in the background. So um, enjoy that. But look, you can find me at ckcollective.co. I would love if you booked some personal strategy, coaching, and professional sessions. Those are really for uh, new business owners, small business owners, or people looking to level up their own lives from that intersection of personal and private stuff. And what I'll say is this, CMO for Hire, that is that product is on fire. I have a ton of new companies coming to me and purchasing products that will meet with me weekly, 130 minute a week. They bring one thing to the table. We work on that one thing, sales, marketing, advertising, social media, promotions, innovations, products, whatever. Okay. I'm working with a lot of different companies there. That's really taking off. Please continue to submit questions here. I love doing this podcast. I want to get more people on and I hope it is providing value to you. If it is, or you want to see changes or a different kind of format, 
please send me your feedback. That is all I have for tonight. I will talk to you guys soon. See you in episode 10. My name is Cam King. See you later. Bye.